They are gathering at the center of the city. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. We're talking the Polar Express. Hit it. was 1985. Kenner's mask toy line debuted. The Unabomber killed his first victim. The Cure released their Head on the Door album. And a young boy takes a train to visit Santa and receive an incredible gift. I'm your host, Jerry D, with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Joining me is a very special guest. You'll know him as one of the hosts of the Way Awesome Lit for Christmas podcast, Marty Ackett. Marty, how's it going? It's going great. You know, I got my hot chocolate with a couple uh, shots of um, uh, butterscotch schnapps. I'm ready to go. Ooh, that sounds delicious, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a a butterscotch hot chocolate. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, um, I, I, I was going in between cinnamon and butterscotch and... My butterscotch seemed like the right choice. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah, normally, uh, you know, being Hispanic, we we had cinnamon and then like some cayenne or, or mm-hmm. chipotle, something a little, you know, for a little yep. heat. Um, so the cinnamon's what I'm mostly used to. But mm-hmm. whenever I get to try something new, I, I really enjoy that. Uh, you know what? A little butterscotch schnapps in here. I mean, it just I, I think I put two shots and it's really good. Um, but I do have like fireball whiskey, which is cinnamon, which is nice. fantastic as well, too. So <laughs> ideas <laughs> there you go it's like i go to my cupboard and i'm like wow what should i use you know <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah i i'm a sucker for hot chocolate of any form uh mm. so yeah i'm i definitely gotta try these out the trick oh, will yeah. be doing it when uh, the kids are asleep so. <laughs> well yeah that's always the trick you know my son when i'm when i'm recording actually an episode of lit for christmas and he like I usually try to do it late at night when yeah. he's like almost ready to forgo to go to bed, but he'll come in <laughs> and he'll just see me there after two drinks. And he's like, he just shakes his head at me and goes, I know, whatever. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's why I'm not cool because he sees me doing it. So. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I definitely understand. I think my kids are young enough right now that they, uh, there, it, there's a whole mystique about the recording, you, you know, process, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. just like, Ooh, yeah. you know, can I be on the show? So, so I'm, I'm at that that kind of nice stage. The, the downside is they're also young enough that they have to go to bed early, and so I'm, I usually have to record later just to, you know, make sure that they're asleep. Yeah, yeah, you know, my son is like 12, so he's he's been pushing it. Now it's like 10:30 and 11 o'clock, and I'm pretty soon it's going to be like 11:30. So, you know, I, I've given up trying to get him in bed before I do anything like this. It's yeah. just, you know, <laughs> well, and especially uh, especially the summer's coming up as well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I you know, in the UP right now, it's I, I it's still light out, which is nine o'clock right now, it, oh, wow. which is amazing. Um, yeah, it's been getting lighter and lighter and lighter, but 
we did have snow yesterday morning. Nice. So <laughs> we had That's like an cool. inch of snow on the ground. I mean, it comes in the morning and then by like noon it's gone. But yeah, we still, it may sort of feels like a burr month. It really wow. does. See, that's crazy to me because I'm from South Texas originally. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, by this time we're already in like the 90s. Uh, oh sometimes we're pushing 100. So, I mean, that's just, that blows my mind. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I've act, I actually remembered uh, summers where we got snow in like june so that's so cool that's like super (laughs) cool Uh, but speaking of snow um Mm -hmm. the polar express so yeah what's your like what's your history with it or or, you know what are your general thoughts on the polar express you know um i remember um well i i graduated from high school in 1985 which is when the book came out so it wasn't yeah yeah, so it wasn't like really part of my childhood Mm -hmm. but um my daughter was born in the year 2000 and okay. um, one one of the books that we got, and she was born December fifth, so like nice. one of the one of the things that we got that Christmas was a copy of the Polar Express, and so um, that I, I mean, and I remember holding her on Christmas night and reading her the Polar Express as she was sleeping. Of course, she you know wasn't really enjoying yeah. it, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but having her in my arms and holding and reading that book to her, and so we just it was like this tradition. I mean. It, and and it became one of her books, go-to books, not just at, at Christmas, you know, nice. all, all all year long. So yeah, um, the Polar Express has been a part of uh, part of uh, her life for a very long time. And then mm-hmm. when the movie came out, I mean, that was like uh, she she loved it, you know, in two thousand four. Yeah. I think that was her first movie, actually. Oh wow! For yeah. So that's cool. I, I know my parents when I was four took me to see uh, Gremlins. Oh. And uh, Ghostbusters, and they both all, scared all right. me. So. <laughs> I, Gremlins is a little different feel than Polar Express. I tell you, <laughs> just a bit. Although it's, I don't know those creepy elves at the end of the Polar Express. They do, I, yeah, I, I tell you, they got that kind of Gremlin feel to them. Well, the whole thing. I mean, I, I like the movie. I do, uh, mm-hmm. but it's you know, especially compared to like the the CG now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's it's kind of primitive, and there's yeah. a just that that uncanny valley kind of. Oh. You know, it, <laughs> I, I totally get that. You know, I, I mean, you look at it and it's, uh, you know, when that kid starts moving at the beginning, I mean, it's, I mean, they really replicate Chris Van Alsberg's, uh painting, his illustrations really mm-hmm. well in the, in the book. But I mean, there is that kind of weirdness when you're watching it, but it, it's, it's never really bothered me. And, and, it, and, you know, my daughter just ate it up. So, oh, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm sure my kids <laughs> like it too. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. it. It's, and you know, one thing that they had to do was really pad out the movie because the book is pretty short. Uh, yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of little adventures there that, you know, or misadventures if you want. Uh, but I like the way that they incorporated it um, mm-hmm. in kind of a, a seamless manner. Um, they they really did. I mean, they they've got like actual quotes from the book. I mean, my mm-hmm. my my family is going to be so glad when I'm done recording this because I've been watching this movie like for the last <laughs> week. I think I watched it five times today. Um, so they're going to be like, oh please. Even my daughter might be like, okay, it's time to take a it's, rest. It's from done. The Let's take rest. a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah. I mean, you 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 are listening to it, and then Tom Hanks' narration. I mean, mm-hmm. he's using actual quotes and lines from the book itself um so yeah i mean they really did although uh the the one thing that that hobo i'm i'm not sure about that <laughs> that, that hobo was on, in the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um you know it's just uh, uh but 
you know, like you said, they had to pad it and, and yeah. make it a little bit longer. But I mean, he's kind of a cool addition, but I, I don't understand him. But I mean, you know. I, I, I guess he's an angel. They kind of allude to the fact that he's an angel. Um, but Hobo, I mean, I, train, but, Hobo, I, I suppose you can kind of. You can see it sort of. And, and there's this whole whole thing about, you know, like in the, in the movie of Flat Top Tunnel, where he's got to oh, like yeah. jump into the thing before his head gets sheared off or something like that. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of bits that are kind of suspenseful in the movie, actually. It, it, they really are, you know. And um, I, I mean, I, I, we might get into it later, but I mean, the Hobo itself, he was at the, there's an explanation for him. There was a song that the two, um, uh, the Smokey and Steamer, the two that run the um, train, they oh. were supposed to sing it. And oh. in that song told the story of this hobo. Really? Um, I didn't yeah, know that. So, yeah. So yeah, they tell the story of who that hobo is. So you get that origin story and it's actually, you can find it on the internet um, and watch it, but it does. It's, um, it, Michael Jeter was the one that did the song. Um, nice. this was like, I think this was his last movie oh, um, wow. before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, the song itself, like literally is this kind of weird ghost story about how this hobo <laughs> was on the Polar <laughs> Express and literally flat top tunnel is how he died. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I, I, so, you know, that, that hope it, it's, it's scary there. I could see why yeah. they cut it. Yeah. <laughs> So they, 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 yeah, I saw that like they had this interview with the producer and the producer says something like, you know, oh, it just kind of slowed the movie down. And I'm like, well, not only that, but it's, it's like quite, scarring for it's little quite children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's a trip. Um, <laughs> and it, it's funny that his justification for it, it's like, nah, I think that might be a little too much there. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was an interesting addition. I liked, I, I enjoyed the the engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really well done as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, they had to fill out all the little children's parts. Uh, yeah. And of course, and we'll get into it. Um, but mm-hmm. that one kid with the glasses, oh man, he he was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, you know, he he's the most irritating child. In that. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm not for bullying or anything, but that kid. <laughs> I mean, I, I would understand if that kid was bullied because let me tell you, uh, yeah, he's yeah. just the most irritating. Uh, and, you know, and at the end, he sort of like becomes part of their group in that. But I I don't know. He's just he's he's something else. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why, but I sometimes get the feeling I was like that as a child, too. So, <laughs> you know, I might have been like that, too. It's like, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I don't think I was into trains, but, you no, know, I wasn't you, in the train. <laughs> you, you get me talking about like, uh, what was I in? Um, uh, I, I really love these like these were before the Transformers. I had these things called the Micronauts. Micronauts. Yeah. And you remember them? I do yeah. remember them. Yeah. <laughs> Those things and are that, awesome. Yeah, and if you got me talking about micronauts, I probably would have been that know-it-all kid <laughs> that you would have wanted to like, you know, lock in a room and forget. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess we can go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's okay. talk about the book first because the sure. book is is basically the the you know the the summary, if you will, yeah, of, of the absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, essentially, Christmas Eve, uh, a boy who kind of struggling with his belief in Santa here's train outside and he boards it and it takes him to go see Santa and he gets mm-hmm. a, a nice bell that uh, rings um, and 
if you really believe and eventually he's the only one that can believe it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the nutshell version of it. <laughs> that, that, that pretty much is the whole book. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of a magical book to me. I mean, just looking at those illustrations, they're just so gorgeous. And, Thank and, you. um, yeah. And Chris Von Allsberg, I mean, I, I mean, he's an artist primarily, mm-hmm. but I mean, even his language, the, 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 the words that he uses, are, I mean, it's almost like a poem when you read it, which is, which is absolutely gorgeous. It is. And uh, I mean, I, I'm glad you mentioned that he was an artist because I believe it won a Caldecott award. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think it was his second Caldecott. He published three books. He, he published his first book was, um, I believe the garden of Abdul Ghazazi. And he won like a Caldecott um, Honor Award, which is not really an, a Caldecott Award. But then the next book was Jumanji. And oh, he won nice. a Caldecott for that, you know, which well-deserved. <laughs> yes. you know? And then and then, and, and then he wrote um, The Polar Express and he won a Caldecott. So it's like, I mean, like his first three books, he's like winning all these awards. So um, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's he's a beautiful, beautiful artist, although he started out as a sculptor, which is really strange. So oh, that's kind of, I mean, I suppose. uh Michelangelo did it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's so funny. I don't, I don't know if you read like his. I, I mean, he sort of has this origin story as an artist, where he was 17 years old and he he was from Grand Rapids, and yeah. <laughs> and um, they sent a, a an admissions officer from UM to uh, to to his high school. And so he didn't really want to didn't know what he wanted to do, and so he's filling out this thing, and he goes into the <laughs> he goes into the meeting with the the admissions officer and he hadn't picked out a major mm-hmm. and the and the guy goes well what do you want to do and uh he says well he's looking at all the different colleges and he says well what's this a and d and uh the guy goes well that's architectural uh wait architect ar- architect architecture and design and he was like oh well you know i guess that's what i'll do and the guy goes, well, you haven't taken any art classes. <laughs> so yet, so what is it? What does he do? What every 17 year old kid does, he lies. And he says, well, that's because I was so advanced and um, I was taking private <laughs> art lessons. Oh no. And the, and the guy goes, wow, that's really impressive. And <laughs> so he ends up going to U of M and never taken an art class in his life. And he ends up at U of M and wow. in their art and design. That's cool so, though. <laughs> <laughs> he lied his way in, but so, I mean, so look where it got him. So. Moral of the story, kids, if you don't know what you're doing, just lie your way in. <laughs> exactly. It, it really works worked for him it really did <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool um but yeah his artwork is beautiful and i'm glad you brought up his uh his his word choice you know and all that because it, it you're right it is kind of poetic i mean here's a here's a little bit here mm-hmm. um okay so it starts off you know on christmas eve many years ago i lay quietly in my bed mm-hmm. i did not rustle the sheets i breathed slowly and silently mm-hmm. i was listening for a sound a sound a friend had told me I'd never hear the ringing bells of Santa's sleigh. I mean, it just, there's a, it, it just sets the tone right away. And it's, it's, it's great. I love it. I mean, it, it's, it, yeah, absolutely. And it just sort of relaxes you mm-hmm. when you, when you, and, and yeah, I mean, the whole book reads like that. And uh, I, I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful. I've always thought of it as a poem, but I think children's books are more poems than they are like prose so that's true yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of times you'll have um 
you know, some stanzas with some rhyming couplets, things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, in this case, it's uh, I, I like it better because it's not rhyming couplets. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's something you know you I, I like it. I love Dr. Seuss. I love um, you know all that stuff. But there's something to an actual words and sentence structure well, exactly that you, you, you appreciate. know <laughs> yeah i i love i mean i i mean i'm i teach poetry and i i'm a poet so i love prose poems though where where um primarily it's uh it's like um paragraph it's in paragraph form but right. the language is so condensed and so um so uh um full of image that i mean it pro- approaches poetry so um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i let, uh, let me read you one of my favorite passages i love sure. this I love this passage. It's where they're um, approaching um, the the North Pole. And he says, the mountains turned into hills, the hills to snow-covered plains. We crossed a barren desert of ice, the great polar ice cap. Lights appeared in the distance. They looked like the lights of a strange ocean liner sailing on a frozen sea. There, said the conductor, is the North Pole. I mean, that's, I mean, that's cool. I love that juxtaposition, you know, the, the, uh, the barren desert of snow. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, he's amazing. I mean, I I think Chris Van Allsburg is amazing on so many levels, but even, even his prose and his writing is, it just, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Some people are just very talented. Um, and, and I, I like this book. I'm kind of sad because I, this book passed me by when I was growing up. I, I knew of it. I just, um, I didn't realize it was about Christmas. Otherwise I would have read it. I just, I saw the cover. I wasn't huge mm-hmm. in the trains. Mm-hmm. Like if it said the Christmas express or the Santa express or something like that, I probably would have been more inclined to read it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I heard the polar express and I was like, ah, that's okay. Next. And so I, I <laughs> a kinda, book about trains who needs that exactly you know? <laughs> it's like no thanks <laughs> so it was it wasn't really until the movie came out that i thought okay well this you know let me check it out mm-hmm. so i saw the movie and i thought well that was pretty good mm-hmm. and so then I, I grabbed the book and and it was not bad at all <laughs> yeah, i really yeah. enjoyed the book and yeah so and, and uh, i i have a, i sort of struggle between which i like better the movie or the book you know which which yeah. kind of which kind of is hard for me because i I'm a writer, so I usually like the book more than the movie, but the mm-hmm. movie is so much more than the book is too. So Yeah, I mean the the I mean it's a children's book, so it's mm-hmm. it's quite condensed story-wise. I mean the it, the plot is pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of um really any conflict, I suppose. Um mm-hmm. and the movie there's there's lots of conflict. I mean, there, it's, there is. Well, I mean even the the little boy in the movie is not sure if Santa, if Santa is real, but the boy in the book is still believing even at the beginning. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's no struggle of with him of it. Does Santa exist or not? I mean, he's, he's right there. So, I mean, uh, which, which is good because if someone shows up in a train on Christmas Eve in the middle of your yard and says, Hey, get on, we're (laughs) going to Santa Claus, see Santa Claus. You better believe or else you're you're accepting a ride from a weirdo on a train, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, first of all, how is a train even you know well, even, yeah. even appear in your yard? But <laughs> but yeah, I mean you, you gotta believe. I mean you gotta and, you, you and have to. It's so funny that he's yeah, in the movie, he, you're right. I, I didn't really think about it that way, but it's true. Like, why wouldn't he if this this just train appears? He's like, We're gonna go see Santa, and I mean there's no mm-hmm. real tracks that you know that you can see of in your yards Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and nobody's around. Your parents are in bed. And this Everybody's guy's saying, hey, hop on. And then, and then he goes down to the train and there's all these other little children on the train. And it's like, OK, are we going to see Santa Claus or have we just been abducted or something? <laughs> Hopefully the former and not the latter. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's very atmospheric. Um, but they get into a lot more, uh, a lot more adventures and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like I said, because they had to really pad out the story because mm-hmm. if they were just to do the story, I mean, it, it would take what, like 10 minutes, maybe tops. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they have the bit with, you know, the hobo, the bit where he loses the girl's, uh, uh, ticket, the, the ticket, you know, you know, all those other bits. I mean, uh, and I, I can, I applaud the screenwriter for mm-hmm. padding it out. Um, so you're right. Some of his choices were a little odd, a little and, odd, uh, <laughs> and it does seem like the, <laughs> it does seem like there was just a lot of, um, okay, what other calamity can can befall these children? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at, at points, it's like Robert. Zemeckis, I mean, Robert Zemeckis. Well, I love Robert Zemeckis as mm-hmm. a director, yeah. um, but but Robert Zemeckis has this tendency, especially if he's like knows it's going to be 3D, to add these like weird side tracks, <laughs> yep. you know, where it's like, you can tell he just really wants to make use of that 3d. 3D and so, yeah. so, so suddenly like we're following a ticket for five minutes as it's like blowing <laughs> and being chased by wolves and eaten by eagles and stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, you know, they didn't think that, 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 that song about the hobo like forwarded the plot, but yet we have a five minute uh, sequence <laughs> where we're chasing a, a ticket that was lost. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you're right about that. Cause he did the same thing in the, uh, the Christmas Carol with, uh, um, with yeah. the ghost of Christmas future, that weird carriage chase. I, I, that, you know, I, know I, I love, I love that version of the, the Christmas Carol. But when it got to that point where we see little itty bitty Scrooge in the sewers being chased by rats and stuff, I'm like, um, why is this even here? Um. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty unnecessary. And you're right. I mean, uh, same thing. I love Robert Zemeckis as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't? He, he's done so many great things. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was pretty unnecessary. Um and and same thing with the ticket. I mean, there was no reason to follow it all that you know, all that time. But I mean, I you guess know, it had to somehow end up back in the in the van. Well, okay. And here's I, I I will defend it artistically. This is the reason why they did it because there's that one um, illustration in the book which is mm-hmm. has these wolves that are looking at the train as it's going by. Yes. And when you get to that point in the movie where the ticket like flies out. And it lands on the snow and those wolves come. That little shot that they have there is an exact duplicate of the one in the book. So, I mean, I, I guess that if you want to defend it artistically, that's mm-hmm. the reason why they did it. But they could have just left it at the wolves looking at the train they and could have. gone back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, it, there's a lot I think that you could cut to streamline the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and, and the, the whole ticket scene was probably one of them. Uh, I, I do like the hobo, even though he was an odd choice. I, I, oh, I yeah. like it <laughs> because it added mystery. It was almost like a, like a Tom Bombadil kind of a thing, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You just don't really know exactly what he is or, or who he is, but somehow he's very important and he saves the day several times, several times. He's like, I mean, even the conductor like says, you know, he was saved at one point and the, I think the little girl, 
Hero Girl. Why don't mm-hmm. these kids have names, by the way? <laughs> but uh, Hero Hero Girl says well, it was an angel. And he was like, maybe. And I'm like, okay, you know, so the hobo. I'm glad that they didn't <laughs> include the whole thing about the hobo getting his head sheared off. Because, yeah, like I yeah. said, I don't know how my daughter, four-year-old daughter, would have reacted to that. But yeah, I, I, I kind of would, pre- I prefer the mystery to it as opposed to the explanation. So yeah, there's something to be said about, about just keeping a little mystery and mystique mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, I think that's, there's a lot of that in Christmas as well. I mean, we don't oh, yeah. really know how Santa does all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I like that they did that because it, it felt very Christmassy to me. Well, it did. And, you know, and it's right in keeping with like um, if Charles Dickens and his his ghosts and everything. I mean, yeah. he, Dickens was the one that started the whole uh, tradition. Well, maybe he didn't start it, but he really sort of cemented it as part of the Christmas tradition. I mean, with with telling ghost stories and mm-hmm. Polar Express just I, I mean, the makers of the Polar Express, not the book itself, because there's no hobo. In there's the book. no hobo. In the book. <laughs> no hobo in the book. <laughs> but in the movie, I mean. They're sort of just picking up right where uh, right where Charles Dickens left off. And so having that ghost there, I don't know if he's the ghost of Christmas past or whatever, but I um, you know, <laughs> could be. He, he could be. But yeah, uh, yeah um, I mean, and even the, even the hobo at one point, I mean, he Scrooge comes in because he's the one that's holding the marionettes that's mm-hmm. that's. Uh, scaring hero boy i wish we I, we, <laughs> I wish. we should just like, I, yeah we need to just i don't name know him or something like that well i, I think know. the the boy's voice uh his name was daryl uh, daryl yeah so do, we you, call do him- you know do you know who daryl was daryl sabera i don't know no oh he was the little kid from spy kids he was the oh, boy in spy kids okay yeah. yeah, Spy Kids was another one that I didn't really see. Oh, okay. Um, but, <laughs> and so I, okay, I get it. Uh, that's cool. So he was probably relatively famous around this time. It, yeah, he was. Yeah. But Tom Hanks did like just about everything on yeah. this one. Yeah. I mean, I, how many parts did he? Okay. So he did the motion capture for Hero Boy, he did the conductor, yep. he did um, Santa. He was the hobo. He was the hobo, also, yeah. Um, he was he was um the he did the voice the, for the Scrooge thing. and the narrator and the narrator. He was the father. Yeah. Oh, the father too. Yeah. He was the father. So what is that like? Seven <laughs> different parts, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he. Earned, I, I, I mean, he definitely earned his paycheck there. Well, you know what? He was one of the executive producers, so I think he was just trying to save himself some money or something. Could be. Yeah, I'll just do it all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And he could, he did, he did a good job. Oh my gosh. He was so, he's amazing. But you know, Tom Hanks, I mean, Tom Hanks for me can do no wrong. So I I love Tom Hanks. So I do too. (laughs) What do they say? He's America's dad. (laughs) He he really is. You know, and a few years ago, I mean, when he was younger, if he, if they were going to have remade It's a Wonderful Life, I think Tom Hanks would have been a perfect choice. That's a great, yeah. So if Todd <laughs> Killian's listening listening for his uh, recast, miscast, uh, we have a there good choice go. there. Tom Hanks, yeah, Tom there you go. I've always thought that he's a little too old for it now, but boy, yeah. when he was when he was in his 30s, he, he was like, I, I still consider him sort of like our, our generation's Jimmy Stewart, you know? He's just this, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, I see it. And and you feel it in this in this movie because he mm. he's like I said he does everything in it, and it's I mean, 
every single voice he try. I mean, you can tell it's his voice, but you, you know, he tries to give an affectation to mm-hmm. and, and make it a separate character that it's that is its own and can stand on its own. You know, yeah, yeah. And so I think he he really succeeded there. Uh, the he, conductor he character is 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 so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and, tickets, and please. The fate, well, yeah, and tickets, please. You know, I, I, and and my favorite is when he grabs the mic and he goes. Are there any passengers on the Polar Express who are in need of refreshment? You know, that kind of thing. I just. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I, and then and then he's like singing and dancing to hot chocolate. So, I mean, come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, you know, one of these days, I hope someone serves me hot chocolate like that. <laughs> that would be really cool, wouldn't <laughs> it? Would it? That would be really cool. I have a feeling uh, if with my luck, it would just make a huge mess all over the place. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would be fun. I, I, my my daughter would have loved that if I was yeah. uh, you know when she was young if I had tried to do that though she probably would have just ended up like head to toe with hot chocolate all over her same here it wouldn't yeah. have worked so <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess we can call the um, let's see the girl uh, is played by Nona Gay so I mm-hmm. guess we can call her Nona Nona yeah okay I mean just to so we don't have to say hero girl and hero boy <laughs> hero boy yeah, yeah. and and, and the, we, we do have one kid who's actually named Billy, Billy so yeah. you know you know and know it all is the other one <laughs> and know it all yeah know it all. <laughs> but you know the thing about uh, because Tom Hanks played a uh, hero boy Tom little boy, little Tom and little then Tom, yep. you, and then um uh Billy was actually played by Peter Scolari um, oh, really? motion capture so we've got like a bosom buddies uh re- reunion in this movie <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> an underground bosom buddies reunion <laughs> exactly when i found that out i'm like oh man you know i i, I was like maybe they're gonna get into drag and like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> some sort of shenanigans <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I, I couldn't believe it when i found out that peter scolari did that so and uh oh wow Eddie uh, Eddie Deason from Greece and Greece mm-hmm. Two was the uh, the know it all. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, yeah I could see it. <laughs> I, I can definitely. I mean, because he was never one of my favorite characters in Greece and Greece Two. Um, no, so. no, I mean he he wasn't that important really to the plot. Uh, no, and one, he was so. he was sort of. I mean, yeah, he, he was just one of those irritating characters. <laughs> <laughs> and he just continues in the tradition. I don't even know what he's doing now. So um, I have no idea. Uh, hopefully, he's still acting. I guess. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, hopefully, he's retired. But well, maybe okay. that too. Yeah, maybe that's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, the movie. Um, it starts off the same way, you know, mm-hmm. where it's it's Christmas Eve, and uh, uh, but like you said, the big difference is he's very he's skeptical. He's starting mm-hmm. already to to not believe as much, and um, when he gets aboard, you know, they they take the tickets, and Tom Hanks's conductor character, he does this like rapid fire hole punch, you know, yeah. ticket thing, <laughs> which is really cool, and it says uh, believe on it on his well, ticket. No, that doesn't come until the until the end. I think it. Uh, I, I Was think it? that okay. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought it said it uh, in the beginning. Okay. So I'm sorry about that. I think that he no, he just um like tight. I think he hole punches just a couple things. Just a couple of letters, like B E or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. What it is? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, because that you're right because he does L E on the know it all and and uh, and same thing with um, the girl with Nona. Nona. Nona's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, what's her name? Nona. Yeah. 
but uh, there's a lot of little touches that because we have these new characters and so we got to kind of flesh them out and so i like that he makes nona you know she's she's a leader she's compassionate Mm -hmm. she is a a believer and i think Mm -hmm. that's really cool um because i mean there's a a lot of temptation and when you add these characters that they're just they're they're like you know two-dimensional characters you know exactly best so um I, I like that they really kind of flushed him out you know billy he he needs friends you know he's he's kind of a uh, a lonely boy and so he he eventually he gets friends at the end you mm-hmm. know it all kind of calms down a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and and i really like you said i really love how they flushed them out and you have all these kind of different types of kids i mean yeah. that i mean uh little tom i guess i'm going to call him little tom that's fine um, i'll take little tom <laughs> <laughs> little tom i mean he's not just a, a doubter he's got like a whole scrapbook full of like things that says you know like santa's on strike at the mall and stuff and has a life magazine or something like that (laughs) so um yeah i mean he's got all of this stuff that's that's i mean i i don't know that's that's really taken downing to like the nth degree total (laughs) nth degree (laughs) like let's have an entire scrapbook full of stuff yeah, he's he's like um gosh, what's his name from Zodiac? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, he's trying to catch the Zodiac killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, he's a little obsessive, which I I you know, I appreciate. I really appreciate. I can get into that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, and I love I I love Billy. I mean, the the kid from I guess I guess you can call him the wrong side of the tracks because yeah. I mean, he's like and and just he he, I, I, and I think that Billy is sort of doubting too. He's not quite sure about it. Well, he doesn't get on the train immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and so he misses his, uh, I mean, I assume he misses his stop, you know, and that's why they have to pull the emergency brake in right. order to let him on. And of course, yeah. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and, and of course, Tom Hanks, uh, you know, he, he starts getting after little Tom you know, the conductor and, and mm-hmm. like, well, we're on a tight schedule. Why, you know, don't ever pull this unless it's an emergency. And, and, and I like how Nona kind of stands up for him. She's yeah. like, well, no, he did it to, so that this little boy could get on. And I, I think that's like, it shows her character, you know, yeah. where, where a lot of times uh, some writers just wouldn't have added that little touch there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she actually, for me, is one of my favorite characters in the me whole too. movie. Yeah. I, I, I love her just because she sort of, for me, embodies sort of the whole spirit of Christmas. I mean, yes. and, and she's trying to get everybody to that point where she is. Um, and I mean, that, that song that she sings with Billy when they're at the end of back of the train and they just oh, crossed. Yeah. The, and I mean, that's just that, it gives me everything, all the feels that you'd yep. want to feel at that moment. Uh, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And, um, and, you know, just Billy, who I feel, I, I he's kind of a heartbreaking little character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his little rubber boots. <laughs> with his little rubber boots. And at one point he said, when they say, you know, aren't you coming to see Santa? And he's like, Christmas just doesn't work out for me. And I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love, I love little Nona. <laughs> so, so much so that when, um, when he finds his present, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to let go of it. He's, he's, yeah. you know. He's holding on to it tight. And so, uh, again, it just sets up that he's probably a little more unfortunate than the other children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That definitely, uh, as a dad, that definitely. That oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so like, bad. oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. So I, I, I do agree with you. All of those, all of those, um, those characters in there, even, even know-it-all, know-it-all kid, the irritating yeah. one, you know, <laughs> and you know, I, 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 after watching it like many times this week and driving my family crazy with it, um, I've sort of become a little attached to know-it-all. <laughs> I get you it. Know? I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's sort of put in his place at, at, at the end. I mean, Santa, Santa's kind of tells him, you know, you need a little humility. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And then, uh, and then he offers to help him find the bell later on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, all of the characters, all of those characters eventually, they they have their redemptive moment. Yeah, you know, they they so. all like legit have an arc, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, exactly. Which again could be, I mean, is is thrown by the wayside a lot of times, and so mm-hmm. I, I think that's why this movie really works for me. Is mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, they padded it out, they added you know some sequences. It might not be necessary, but but the characters have a real you know arc and trajectory to their character and their development that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, and I, like you said, all the other characters that are on the train to the ones that they added, because basically, I think in the book, all you have is a conductor, mm-hmm. um, but you've got the conductor, you've got the hobo, you've got um, the two, the two conductors, uh, Smokey and Steamer. I don't, oh, the, I don't yeah, know. The, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that they've ever named the engineers. Yeah. Um, who are um, strange in themselves. <laughs> His beard. I love his beard. <laughs> yeah, I, I love. And they, I mean, ZZ I mean, li- yeah, the ZZ Top beard. And then he's like hanging out of the on the front of the plane train, trying to like screw in a light bulb. The other one, and he's like holding on. I'm like, how is that guy? Like, I mean, because the other guy is like what 350 pounds it's holding a, on to looks this like it, yeah, beard. And I'm like, yeah, I love, I love those conductors. I love, I love those engineers. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, uh, I mean, all of the all of the little touches that they put on is just amazing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, you know, it's a they they really decided to make these characters something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Billy gets on the train, and um, he why does he sit in the back? He just he kind of sits in his own little car. Yeah, he he um he like I guess it's they, just because they, he's a loner. I think it is. I mean, he yeah. I because he I. W- even the know-it-all, I think when he says, oh, we're going to the other side of the track. So they, you kind of get this feeling like he's from a poor side of the town. Right. And then he gets on the, the and then he's not going to get on. And then um, little Tom pulls the emergency brake. Right. And, and um, Billy finally gets on and then he kind of looks toward them and all the other kids. And then he just goes into the other direction and sits mm-hmm. in that car that's empty behind them. And I, I don't know, maybe he's just um, used to other kids not accepting him because mm-hmm. of his, uh, because of his, uh, I don't know, social condition or economic condition or something right. like that. But he's just, uh, um, yeah, he's just this sad little character that just breaks my heart through the whole movie. I, I um, agree. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they bring him some hot chocolate. Uh, yeah which which yeah. i really like uh again you know tom hanks starts getting after him uh, you know well and and they're <laughs> like well no we're you know he didn't get any you know or, there's a boy there and he's like well did he get any hot chocolate and <laughs> well let's bring it let's to bring, him exactly. you know <laughs> exactly. which is exactly what you would think tom hanks would say at that yep. moment <laughs> <laughs> yep in real life i bet he would too <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man um 
Yeah, well, one of my favorite things, though, is when, okay, so after that happens, then the conductor comes through with the tickets and the he tickets, starts doing yeah. his little punching thing, you know, and, you know, and I, he punches L.E. on know-it-all's ticket and he's like, what the heck does that mean? You know, whatever. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, we'll get into that a little later when it comes to <laughs> gag me with a spoon, I'm telling you. Um, but, yeah, and uh, so he punches out. And then, of course, um, the the one ticket has been lost because right. she went to give the, the um, hot chocolate or whether, and, and the, the ticket was on the seat and little Tom grabbed little Tom. it, mm-hmm. little Tom grabbed it and was going to go give it to him and then lost it. It like blew out the window or something like that. And so, um, <laughs> and so uh, when, when Tom Hanks comes back and looks at little Nona and says, you know, Oh, I forgot to punch your ticket. And she's like, I lost my ticket. And then little Tom, little Tom comes up and says, oh, and, and no, you didn't lose it. I lost it here. You can have mine. And I love what Tom Hanks does there. The conductor <laughs> grabs it and goes, these tickets are not transferable. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, so he takes little Nona and he's like, he conducts her out of the car. And then, mm-hmm. of course, know it all has to say, well, you know what they're going to do? he's going to throw her off the end of the train because they can't throw her off the front of the train because then it would go under the wheels and it would slow us down. And I'm like, what is with this? Kid? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, that is just the most bizarre thing to, the, that he's thinking that they're going to throw her off the train. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess if you don't have a ticket, but <laughs> I mean, maybe in the 1920s yeah. when, you know, people were hopping trains all the time, but I think yeah, this, this is the set... Orient Express here. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, what I think this is set in like 1955 or six or something like that. I, I don't know. Could be. I mean, if it's about childhood and uh, it was written in 85, I could see it being about, you know. Yeah. 1955, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think that they were throwing people off trains if they didn't have tickets in 1955. I doubt it. Yeah. I, 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 I would hope not. You know, <laughs> although you never know that hobo. I mean, it's just, well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's true. I, but you know what? I saw White Christmas. They just made him pay again. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I did too. Yeah, All they had to do was they had to just go sit in the restaurant car for the whole night. Exactly. Like yeah. That. So, I mean, gosh, I mean, the least they, they would have done is like made little Nona, I don't know, wash the cocoa cups or something. Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but they're kids, so they don't know. They just think, you know, yeah thrown off so they go towards the back of the train the conductor mm-hmm. and nona and um little tom is curious and so he you know he feels bad and he goes after her. he sees billy and he's like well where are they and he kind of you know tells them that they're up on on top which why i i, mean, <laughs> I, I don't i this is part i i never understood i remember the first mm-hmm. time i saw it like why why are they going up on top? Like, why didn't they just go the other way through the, you know, through the cars to the front? I have no answer to that one. <laughs> it's like, that because they have to go that way. And then he's got, he finally finds her ticket. And so he's chasing yep. after them. And then they have to go climb up on top as they're headed towards the North pole in the Arctic, in their pajamas, in their they're pajamas. walking up on top of this and this is one thing i've never gotten about this movie is it's so cold yeah and yet everybody's like walking around in their pajamas and slippers and not like 
turning into like <laughs> uh, turning into a, like a blue icicle on the top of a train, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I guess it's the spirit of Christmas keeping them warm. Oh. You know, I, I'll buy that with little <laughs> Nona. I'll buy that with little Nona and yeah. the conductor. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I never understood the whole thing yeah. of we're going to take her to the engine, but we're going to go to the, end of the train first and then work <laughs> and then, our way forward yeah. on that top of it just the one thing that i never understood about it uh that always <laughs> bugged me i like i because I, like i said i, I like the movie i like the movie a lot i just i mm-hmm. never got i never understood that part and i guess it's, <laughs> i know it's just to set up the set piece but, it, it is and but, it, and yeah. i and i think it's also to uh introduce us to that hobo i think that's the the uh, the one reason why they do it um, because yeah. that's where the hobo. Um, actually, we see the hobo one time before he in, 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 he meets him on top of the train, and that's when that it's the little ticket sequence because the ticket right. goes sailing through. That's right. Yeah, and you see the ticket like hit the hobo in the face. Who the hobo is like riding underneath the train or something <laughs> like that. So <laughs> he had to catch it somehow. <laughs> he had to catch it somehow, whatever. So Climbed yeah, to we, the top and started a fire. <laughs> so there's there's another reason for the ticket sequence because yeah. we see the hobo. But yeah, I, I that's the only that's the only justification I can give to that whole climbing on top of the train. Um, yeah. is, is that you finally meet that hobo, which is, you know, it, it's weird, but it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Um, it is. It's, a, it's, and, and like I said, I, it, there's something very, you know, mysterious and Tom Bombadil about it. I, that mm-hmm. I, I really am drawn to. I, I like that. You know, I'm, I, I want to know more about it, but don't tell me about it, but I want to know more, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that kind of back and forth, you know, is, is what's, what was going through my mind. Um, but I like it because it it's kind of sweet. He's he's telling him, oh, so you know, you don't really believe. He's like, I get it. You know, you don't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, what does he say, hornswoggled or? Uh, you don't want to be hornswoggled or boot whatever he whatever he says. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then he's you know he says like you want to see it for yourself. You know, kind of a thing. And 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 it's it's a it's a way to connect with the kid, um, but also the adults. I think because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of us like that as well. You know, we we don't want to be taken advantage of. We we. You know, we're, we're guarding our hearts. We're trying to make sure that, uh, you know, that the, our defenses are up a lot of times and, and yeah. we're very skeptical. And so I think not only does it speak to a belief in Santa Claus, but it also sp- speaks to, you know, just belief in general and, and, and human nature. And, but belief in mystery, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're in this, like, we're in this time where unless you have concrete proof, if it's not before your face, you can't put your fingers on it, you can't touch it then, um, you know, it doesn't exist. Right. And so, uh, you know, there in, in um, Chris Van Alsberg in his uh, speech where he accepted the Caldecott for Polar Express, he said something like, um, you know, uh, I, I think that a world is much better where, you know, the possibility of Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster exists. Yeah. You know, it, it's this whole thing of, you know, it's a, a, world, a, a world that doesn't have that kind of mystery in it. I mean, I don't know if I want to live in a world like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I completely agree. Uh, it's just there's more adventure. There's more mm-hmm. magic. And yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, and we wouldn't have podcasts if it weren't for that. So come <laughs> that's on. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yep. <laughs> well, especially yours that deals with literature. Uh, exactly. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's there's so much but, there about the imagination. There, there is, you know, it's about the imagination. And, you know, we, Amanda and I covered like two books of poetry 
Um, although the last book of poetry was not that Christmassy, but that's a whole nother issue. Um, <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> it happens, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, that that whole scene with the with the hobo, it sort of like encapsulates what Christmas is all about. I mean, either you believe it and you accept it and the mystery of it, or you know you don't. And what happens when you don't believe in it? Well, you sort of like disappear into the snow like the hobo does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is uh, kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, you know, yeah. I will agree with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very uh, Infinity War, you know, when Thanos did the snap. And oh, yeah. He just dusts. <laughs> there he goes. Yep. <laughs> um, so they realize they got to get to the front. Uh, they're moving super slow because I mean they're on top of a train in mm-hmm. you know a snowstorm <laughs> moving fast. So the hobo he he gets some skis and like skis him to the front essentially. <laughs> this this hobo really comes equipped for every possible thing that's going to happen. You know, I mean, if, I, if, I mean, God forbid, but if I'm ever a hobo, I'm, I got to make sure I have it all too. So <laughs> make make sure you have some, pack some skis, okay, yeah. Jerry? Pack skis. <laughs> you go. You're going to need them. <laughs> um but we get yeah another fantastic um you know action sequence where they they kind of ski and and you can see they jump every time the train you know Mm -hmm. each car uh so that was really cool and then they're they're you know coming up to that was it flat top flat uh, flat top tunnel tunnel, where there's one inch of clearance you know (laughs) yep and so they got to make it to the engine before then Mm. And so they realize they're kind of going to be cutting it pretty close. And so the hobo tells him, all right, you know, when I say jump, you jump. And mm-hmm. so he does. And you just see the hobo kind of. He goes back and then. Goes back, he, yeah. And then, and then he sort of hits the flat top tunnel and just like dissipates Dissip- in the snow. Or, or, yeah, or exactly. Or <laughs> yeah. And so luckily, of course, little Tom was able to to fall into the, the stack of coal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. And then he rolls down into the engine. And who's driving the train? <laughs> Little Nona is She's working off that ticket. She, <laughs> she put her to work. Put her to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's flabbergasted. He's like, I, I thought they were going to throw you from the train. <laughs> She's like, no, it's really easy. This is this. This is that. You know, if someone, if, if I was a kid and someone had brought me into a uh, the engine of a train and said, okay, you're going to drive this and this is how you do it. And then just left. I think I would have been a little panicked. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that would have been like putting someone in like the cockpit of an airplane and saying, I'm going to go and have dinner and you take over. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be my co-pilot. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that, that was, but you know, then again, you think it's the polar express. They're going to the North pole. Yeah. So you imagine not much can go wrong. Um, but, but things have been going wrong the entire time, <laughs> exactly. Jerry. That's true. That's true. But you know, hopefully, you'd think uh, there'd okay. be some All sort right. of failsafe. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it, Santa's got to have some sort of magic to to counteract bad driving. That's, that is the only way that train got to where it was supposed to be is magic. Because oh yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> uh, there's the caribou in the in the road as well so they have to mm-hmm. stop the train 
<laughs> hundreds of thousands of caribou. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what the en- engineer says. Yeah. <laughs> because they're gone to replace the light on the front of the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess it burned out somehow. Uh so and it's just this little light bulb. It's just like it's like <laughs> yeah. a 40 watt bulb. light bulb. <laughs> yes, I love that. Like what? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and then and then they have to throw the brake and the and the caribou are there. And I yeah. love it. I mean, that, that that's a really cool scene because you see all those caribou just like it literally looks like hundreds of thousands of caribou, and it they does. have to figure out how they're going to get them off the track. And I love the solution for how they get them <laughs> off the track. Which is just pull, uh, I, and I don't know which one is which. Uh, I don't but, know which one, he, yeah. But pull the, the bearded one's uh, beard yeah, and, and it, he whoa! howls and screams. <laughs> there it goes. It kind of sounds like a caribou. <laughs> exactly. And the caribou calls back. I hope it's not like a mating call that he's making. <laughs> Uh oh, that's a yeah, whole other story there. That is a whole other storyline, yeah, you yeah, know. That's a, a true crime right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least the caribou moves. They, so. Yeah. Although uh, I do like uh, when they're trying to stop the train, there's a little uh, interaction between little Tom and Nona where, um, you know, she says, This one's the break. And he's like, Are you sure? And he kind of starts to make her doubt herself. Right. But I like how he ends up having faith in her anyway and he mm-hmm. does pull the handle that she pointed out yeah so again another little touch that i thought really worked uh for their characters because it shows mm-hmm. that he's starting to believe other people and and he's yeah i mean and she's giving that to him she's the one that's like instilling that and jerry i have to ask you did you notice and i don't know are you a big fan of the back to the future films uh yes i love Back okay. to the okay so in at the beginning of the movie uh-huh. For that, when he's looking through the um, uh, his little scrapbook of doubt, um, he 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 has that thing about the Santas going on uh, a strike, and it's I think it's like the I think it's called the Twin Oaks Mall, which is where Marty McFly and and, and Doc Brown were. And then, if you notice in the engine of the 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 Polar Express. There's actually a flux capacitor in there. That I missed. I completely missed that. How? Oh, I'm gonna have to go watch it again now. <laughs> there is. I mean, it's really like, but it is. There's a flux capacitor there, which totally makes sense because they. Uh, I mean, when he picks, when Tom Hanks picks him up, it's five to midnight or something like that. And yep. that whole time that they're going there, it's five to midnight. So I mean, they're using a flux capacitor which to get I'm- to the. I may or may not be doing later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that that's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Santa's got to have time travel somehow. I mean, how else is he going to get, you know, in, in 36 hours? It just doesn't. It's a flux capacitor. I'm telling you. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I mean, Zemeckis uh, like, like put all of his, these little touches in the movie that are, I mean, if you look for them and I mean, I mean, they're just I, that's the kind of thing that I love in a movie. And yeah. um, and uh, Robert Zemeckis is really, really good at that. Really good at that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> uh, so they clear the caribou and uh, they get back on uh, back on their way. And I think this is where there's a whole sequence with like the was it a break now what was it it was something oh something breaks well, and, and well, they, yeah, they need a pin. yeah they're they're um tom hanks 
uh, Conductor Tom Hanks, Little Tom, and Little Nona are still on the front of the engine for right. some reason. I, <laughs> I don't know why. And the and Smokey and Steamer get the get the they started uh, going again. Going. Yep. And um, then they're approaching like some kind of gulch or something where there's the like this the steepest the steepest grade that goes down. And um, and Tom Hanks like yells back, you know, slow down. <clears throat> and whatever one it is i i let let's make a decision here smoky is the bigger one and steamer is the littler one okay okay Okay. (laughs) so smoky tries to pull down and like breaks the throttle or something like that the little (laughs) pin comes. it's just a little pin yeah (laughs) yeah it's just like this little cotter pin or whatever it is and it just (laughs) goes sailing through the air and of course you get all this 3d you know like uh stuff that that loves and and then Smokey ends up like swallowing it. He and does, yeah. Like, and I, when he swallowed it, I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna like perforate his intestine or something. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Oh my god, that's I, exactly what I thought. I was, I like, was like, oh, that's not gonna be good when that's, it passes. That's not gonna be good for him, of course. But it comes out eventually. It it, yeah. it comes back up. And here's the other thing. So the train like is screaming down this hill. Yeah. And then comes to this lake of ice where the water is like frozen it's over the frozen tracks. over the tracks, yeah. Right. And so the train is like going like this. Mm-hmm. And it's gotta be like whatever, a five-ton train or whatever. There's like an engine plus however many cars there were. Right. You know, and it's just screaming along there. And then the cotter pin flies out of Smokey's mouth <laughs> and then goes sailing out. And you see it, and then it lands like sticks into the ice. Now, the train hasn't really made the lake break up at all, but this little <laughs> cotter pin that hits the ice is the thing that makes the whole lake start falling apart. Um, um, I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You know what? If there's a flux capacitor involved, I'm... Might I, as I well. Yeah. Might yeah, as we're... well. We're on board. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love, but I love that whole sequence of the the whole roller coaster down the hill and across the lake. And- I I remember the first time I saw it, and I love roller coasters. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I saw it, thinking I want to go on that roller coaster. Like that looks fun. Uh, you know, if the movie had been possibly a bigger hit when it first came out, uh-huh. I could have seen like like one of the movie studios like universal or something having a yeah. polar express ride and yeah. i would still i would still pay to go on a polar express ride <laughs> me too i would too i'm surprised no one's done it yet <laughs> i know because the movie has sort of gained popularity as as since it's been released so i i mean i would totally jump on the polar express for a little trip across the lake <laughs> <laughs> As long as there's no spinning, uh, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that that would stay on the railway. Yeah. <laughs> stay on the railway. We can go up and down, but please let's not spin the train around. You know, you I know agree. that's one of the things that we love doing up here in the UP in the winter time. Um, and I'm from the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, so uh, in the winter time we get a lot of snow. Um, and uh, when I was when I was a teenager back in nineteen in the nineteen eighties, actually nice. one of the one of the best best things to do when when you're with your friends um, is going into a parking lot and and you know you 
you like gun gun the engine and start spinning your wheel. So the car starts spinning like that. And that was like, you know, I come from a very small town. So that was one of the pastimes. (laughs) (laughs) I understand you got to have fun however way you can sometimes. (laughs) It's you couldn't just look up, you know, play on your phone. It's uh... well, anybody that from the UP that heard me say that I guarantee you they have done it at one point in their lives. So uh eventually they're they use a hairpin to replace the you know the little mm. uh, pin and they're able to continue and they eventually get to the north pole mm-hmm. and um that's when you know they're they're told that santa's going to give out the uh the first gift of christmas and it's going to be one of them mm-hmm. and of and, course know-it-all thinks that i'm going to get the first gift of christmas because you know he's been such a great kid all along yeah <laughs> But they notice that uh, little Billy is still in the back. Mm-hmm. And so they go get him. And that's when they accidentally unhook the car. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, little Tom just. Um, he just can't catch a break, man. <laughs> he really can't. He's like jumps up and he hits this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to be good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so then they have their own, again, little shenanigans ensuing mm-hmm. there. Um <laughs> it's just oh my gosh it's it's the strangest north pole but i love the north it is, pole it is a strange north pole i mean it's not what you normally think of uh when you see i mean especially after movies like the santa claus you know, mm-hmm. in that north pole or even elf um it, it's definitely not quite what what you picture at least not not what i picture when i think it's, of the north pole it's like an industrial north pole that's what yeah. it looks like to me and i mean and it's totally i mean that's exactly what uh, Chris Van Allsburg designed, do, designed mm-hmm. it because I mean he said I, I I read an interview where he said well you know if if there's a place that's going to make millions and millions of toys that's what it's going to have to be and I was like yeah I guess you're right yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mean I should that checks out <laughs> uh, they they somehow managed to get to like one of those railway uh, what are they called like turnstiles or the turnstile yeah where it's like spinning that. although let me tell you that would have made me so sick spinning <laughs> me on something like that oh my god <laughs> me too i don't mind roller coasters uh you know mm-hmm. up and down but when it's in circles that yeah that gets me <laughs> uh and so they actually get off the car and they crawl on like the tracks. I mean, it's, you know, it's only a few inches thick. Mm. Of course uh, they slip a little bit and they're balancing and, uh, (laughs) but they managed, they go all the way across to the, you know, the, the other side there. And I remember thinking just like, okay, someone's going to fall and, you know, something's going to, Santa's going to save him. I mean, it doesn't happen, but I remember expecting (laughs) it, you know, like, okay, who's going to fall? What's going to happen? You know, and and is little Tom going to save Billy? And, you know. (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, it is like this tiny railing and, you know, little Nona gets on there and goes, come on, let's go. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) you know, I would have been more like the kid from Stand By Me where I'm like crawling along, holding on. Me too. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice nice reference there <laughs> uh but they they kind of work their way through i guess the elf command center if command, you want to call yeah. it i guess that that, uh, that little general elf is a little frightening to me <laughs> the elves i think the elves in general were frightening <laughs> they're, they're terrifying yeah when we when we get to gag me with a spoon let me tell you that's where i'm going so <laughs> Yeah, they uh, the design was was to me was odd, but it mm-hmm. does kind of line up with with what um you know what Chris uh, Van Allsburg does. Van Allsburg does absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they look they look exactly like it. Like I said, this whole movie really replicates the atmosphere 
that Chris Van Allsburg, uh created in the book. Yeah, yeah. The, the lighting, the colors, everything is, and it's they did a great job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, yeah, somehow they they go down a slide and and wind up on like the big stack of presents where they, yeah, discover. <laughs> and this is where I'm not sure what happens, but somehow know it all is there. <laughs> yeah, when when did he actually? Because he had to have been following them. But where and how? I have no idea. It's definitely a, a plot hole, but uh, they just needed, you know, they needed him to be there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're in there and Billy is like trying, they're trying to get Billy out. And then suddenly these hands come up like in this, like, I, I you know like what that reminds me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like from Carrie at the end of Carrie, where Carrie's oh, hands come out and pull her down. I'm like. Oh my God, that would have, that just like, <laughs> it's terrifying. But of course it ends up being, you know, irritating little know-it-all kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. But this is where, where they see like their presence and, and Billy like just won't let go of his presence. Mm, yeah. Uh, but the elves find him and, you know, they're like, Oh no, come on. It's, it's okay. You know, you mm-hmm. go. And they coax him into, to doing it. Yeah. But again, it was like like a heartbreak there because you, yeah. you know he, he just he, doesn't want to give it up. No, because he's, he doesn't get much, I guess. So. Exactly, and and yeah. he and he still doesn't have enough faith to think I'm going to eventually get this uh, present. I, right. I need to hold on to it, you know. I, yeah. I you know, and I yeah, that that just it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Santa arrives. Uh, mm. One of the bells from the reindeer gets loose. Yeah. And um, little Tom picks it up, right? Yeah, yeah it yes. picks it yeah, up he and, it he, up. Shakes he, he, shakes it and he, he shakes it. He can't hear. He can't hear did, it. Did you notice when he shook it? Because I w- I was watching it many times today, and I listened to that when he shakes it. What you hear actually, if you listen really closely, is you hear the the sound is uh, like this whisper of doubter, 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 doubter. Oh no, I didn't hear that. You got You got to listen to it. But I didn't. I didn't there. have the volume up. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was like pointing this out to my wife and she's like, okay, would you please just stop? <laughs> stop, please. <laughs> I'm like, that is so cool. Come on. And she's like, that is no. cool. Yeah, it, that is, it cool. is cool. Yeah. It is cool. Thank you, Jerry. I, I think it's very cool. Say, okay, thank you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he, he like, Santa comes, talks to all of them, and uh, he's like, oh, I think we're going to go with you here, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he picks little Tom to get the first gift. And so he comes up on it, you know, gets him up on his lap, which I thought was a, a nice touch. Yeah. You know, because that's the typical, you know, what you think of, you know, Santa doing kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, he, you know, he tells him what he wants and gives him the bell. And it's, oh, it's, it's great. Uh, yeah yeah and and it, you know the whole thing about the bell being like the true you know this is what christmas is all about you believe yeah. in that i mean yeah and actually when when the polar express was sold as a book they sold it with a bell nice. i mean so uh, so every copy of the polar express came with like a little sleigh bell that you the the that the child got so yeah, wow. I still got my sleigh bell, and I That's still cool. hear it, Jerry. I can still hear it. So <laughs> I'm sure you can. I mean, you have a Christmas <laughs> podcast. I'm sure you exactly. Can. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so he he puts it in his pocket, and you know they they go back, and he you know everyone's like, oh yeah, let's see the bell, and they realize that uh, it's the pocket that was torn. There's the a hole. hole in it. Yeah, uh, which we see earlier in the you know very beginning of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. And so he's like devastated. 
just like in the book. So this part plays out uh, like the book. And let, know it all is, I give him credit. He wants to go out and help him find that bell. Yeah. But the, he, but the train starts moving. It starts moving. Can. And of course, he's just the little boy. I mean, little Tom's heartbroken, mm-hmm. which I would be too. That's like what the one thing he wanted, you know, from mm-hmm. Santa. And uh, so it cuts to, you know, he gets home, cuts to Christmas morning. Um, his sister, Sarah, wakes him up. It's funny how Sarah has a name, but uh, little Tom does. Little Tom, hero <laughs> boy and Sarah, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if his sister said, hey, hero boy, wake up. It's time Santa now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if I, I as, a, as a sibling, I don't know if I would ever call one of my brothers or sisters hero boy or hero girl. No, no. <laughs> I don't even know if I actually said their name on Christmas morning. I think I just shook him. I was like, hey, wake up. It's Christmas. <laughs> exactly. It's like, get out of bed. Come on. <laughs> uh, they go downstairs. There's all the presents. And then they find the one last box. And this is, again, where the book and the and the movie are, are similar. Mm-hmm. One last box. It's kind of small. And it's to, you know, to little Tom. And he opens it up. And it's the bell. Mm-hmm. And there's the little note, you know, that you fix that hole in your pocket yep. <laughs> i found this on my in the seat i of- find this in my on the seat of my sleigh <laughs> fix that hole in your pocket mr c <laughs> yeah mr c <laughs> yep. and then and then you know the parents of course yeah didn't like don't part, know what yeah. it what is what is that and and uh and oh, uh, she says it's from it's a bell from santa claus and then the mother reaches down and picks it up of course can't hear it right and and then the father takes it and he goes oh that's too bad it's broken sorry about that sport and hands it back to him yeah. and then he shakes it again and both he and his sister can uh can hear it so yeah <laughs> yeah it, and then of course it, it ends the, the same way how you know throughout the years everybody stopped hearing it even my sister couldn't hear it yep. anymore and but it still rings for me yeah oh yeah. magical i i, I <laughs> magical. love i love that that <laughs> ending that is like i mean i mean you want to talk about linus moments or christmas feels i mean that's it that, that is totally it yeah i love that i love it yeah and then that's the whole message of the book and the movie it's yeah. that, that whole shaking the bell and and being able to and believing even if even if even if it's not in front of your eyes, even if you have no proof for it, just believing, and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, and I mean, so much so that even the the song, oh believe, yeah, you know, was, uh, yeah, and I and I love that song. It's a the good mu- song. Yeah, the music in this movie I love too. Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri, yeah, oh one my of my gosh. favorites. Uh, I mean, he's done uh, just about everything. Predator, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, Robert Zemeckis loves using him. Yeah, uh, of course, he did the Avengers uh, mm-hmm. most recently. So he, he's definitely has a, a, a style that I like. Uh, a lot of brass, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, fanfare. But in this one, it's the the score is actually quite subtle. I found, um, it, yeah, and, and it and- really it really fit. Um, and he uses it feels like he uses voices a lot in, yes. in the and which I which I love. I mean, when I hear that music, the theme, you know, when they're pulling into uh, the, the North Pole and the, the voices and everything. I mean, it just it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, I think the whole thing was very well done and, yeah. and it was a, a good adaptation of the uh, of the book. It really was, you know, people just couldn't get past that uncanny valley, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, even the critics, I mean, I read some of the things and they were really nasty about the animation. Yeah. But, you know, the animation didn't really, I mean, for what it was at the time, I thought it was really, really amazing animation. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I think when you're when you're doing a whole movie like that, mm. it's kind of hard when you're trying to make it realistic. So, like when you see something like The Incredibles or you know yeah. some of the Pixar stuff, I mean, you can tell that it's cartoony. Yeah, but with this one, when they tried to make it a little more, you know, realistic, realistic, I think that's where it it got a little creepy for some folks. Well, well you know, Chris Van Allsburg, when he sold the rights to the movie to Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis. He told them that the only re- way he sold it was that he said, I don't want an animated movie. Oh, wow. And he said, I don't want it animated. And I think this was Oops. the compromise. <laughs> well, I think this was the compromise that they made, that they yep. said, we'll do this motion capture. And um, and then Chris Van Allsburg said, OK, fine. And well, in fact, Chris Van Allsburg is one of the executive producers. Yeah. So um, but yeah, the, uh, he was like dead set against the Polar Express being an animated film. I mean, I could see that because, I mean, if you look at his his paintings in the actual book, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yes, they're paintings, but um, there is something that's a little more realistic, too. Yeah, yeah, so, and yeah, it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. And I mean, so I, I think that was sort of Robert. I mean, but Robert Zemeckis, I think, was really getting into the motion capture stuff at the time, anyway. Yeah. So I mean, he was like, "Perfect, I got the best idea for how to do this," and you know, he sold Van Allsburg on it. So, well, uh, Lord of the Rings had had come out by that time, and mm-hmm. you know, Gollum, Andy Serkis did did Go- Gollum, and um, I mean, so I, yeah, I mean, motion capture was like pretty big. Why wasn't Andy Circus in the Polar Express? That would have been really <laughs> <Right>? cool. <laughs> they should have found something for him to do. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they could have, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but you know, uh Marty, it does um it does make me wonder, like, what would you say? And I, you might have already said it, I, I I suspect, but what would you say would be your hap hap happiest moment or memory oh. of the uh yeah, of the, of the this. Polar Express. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's the movie and the book together because I mean, my my half half happiest moment is with with my daughter. Um, you know, she this was like her Christmas book. This is what um, we we read every Christmas. I've read it to her since she, I read it to her when she was twenty days old, wow. <laughs> and we just kept on reading it. And um, then when the movie came out, I remember her. She would come home from school, kindergarten, and and preschool. And um, as soon as she walked through that door, she would want the Polar Express. And of course, nice. I would get her I would get her like, you know, cocoa or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she would literally fall asleep on my chest watching the Polar Express. So, nice. I mean, that's I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come that's on. everything there. Yeah, that, that's everything. That's everything. <laughs> well, what what about you, Jerry? Do you have a half half happiest moment? Well, because this one kind of skipped my my childhood, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have a very nostalgic, powerful moment with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have to go with like a moment from the actual, um, you know, from the actual movie, and mm-hmm. it would be uh, at when when he opens up the, you know, he opens up the present, and it's mm-hmm. the bell there, and he's oh, yeah. listening to it, and it's just so magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me that that's that's the moment that, that just gets me you know it gets you yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i yeah i mean i've I watched it five times tonight and every time i i uh i that got to that point i i still got choked up every time it happens so. yep yep definitely it's <laughs> <laughs> like oh right right in the feels <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so that that would probably be mine um but now we come to my favorite part of the mm. show, which is a little segment I like to call Gag Me with the Spoon. So this okay. is where we do our best impression of our least favorite <laughs> part of the uh, <laughs> of the movie. 
And um, there's a few lines here and there for me, but uh, I'll, as a guest, I'll let you go first. And, All right. Uh, just well, kind of set it up a little bit for us. Okay. Well, I'm going to do two of them. Okay. There, I've okay. got two gag me with a spoon. So they both involve the elves. Okay. Because I find the elves <laughs> incredibly creepy. They are creepy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, one of them is with the elf general who just, I, I uh, he's got this like little Napoleon Bonaparte hat on and stuff like that. And um, he, he's talking about the, one of the elves tells him that it's the last package and, you know, and they're using a, a special wrapping, a candy striped red with a number seven holly green bow. And the elf general goes like this. Okay, I'm going to try this. <clears throat> a number seven bow? What were they, what, when we're this close to Christmas? What are they thinking of down there? Are they mashugana? What is it? What's going on? It's like, okay, mashugana? Really? Mashugana. Okay. That 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 part always gets me. I'm like, mashugana. I, I just makes me shake my head. I like but, that. That was good. Yeah. All right. But my the one part that always sort of creeps me out a little bit is when Billy, Billy is coming out of the bag, yeah. uh, the Santa's bag. And the elf is there and is trying to get the the um, uh, present, give him the present, you know. And the elf goes, I'll take care of this. And Billy goes, uh-uh. And he goes, it's in good hands. Trust me. <laughs> was, I'm like. <laughs> yep, yep, that was creepy. I remember hearing It's that. Like, like, trust what? me, <laughs> really? You sound like a, a, a chain-smoking 80-year-old elf, and I'm going to trust you. <laughs> Got to stay warm in the North Pole, man. <laughs> and, you know, if all he had to do was add my precious after it, and it would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was really good. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm totally gonna lose this one. <laughs> I mean, I lose them all, but for sure uh, this one. Uh, so I, I, this was actually you mentioned it earlier when they're talking about the five minutes to midnight and the conductor's. Mm -hmm. You know, he says it's five minutes to midnight and know it all. And I'm gonna try my best know it all here. He goes, <clears throat> excuse me. He goes, hey, what gives? It was five minutes to midnight four minutes ago. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> that was really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I went in between the elves and know-it-all because know-it-all almost, there's a few lines in there. And that's one of yeah. them that you just said that just, uh, yeah. But, you know, I had to go with the creepy elf trying to get little Billy to trust him. You know? <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a good <laughs> choice. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, you know, I it... I, I do have to ask, uh, G.I. Joe, you know, they taught us that, that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? Um, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is not accepting cups of coffee from ghost hobos. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, he was soaking his socks in that coffee, so don't do it. <laughs> That's where all the flavor is. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, he rings it out. So you know, yeah, yeah. That was that was some, that's a good one. That's better than mine. Mine was okay. uh, so knowing is half the battle. The other half is uh, uh, making sure that your pajamas don't have holes when you're visiting awesome. Santa. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I that was that was on my list too. But I'm telling you, that cup of coffee from the hobo I, that, <laughs> that did it for me. That, yeah, that was a clincher there. <laughs> Oh man, Marty, it's been so much fun talking about uh, the Polar Express with you. Uh, what do you want to plug? Tell me about your show. 
All right. Yeah. Um, the, our, our podcast is called Lit for Christmas. It's on, it's available on all the normal places where you'll find your podcast. And it's me and my friend, Amanda. And uh, we um, imbibe a little bit <laughs> prior to talking. And then we talk about um, uh, some Christmas lit. Um, and for May, we're talking about um, the book by Gene Shepard in God, We Trust All Others Pay Cash, which is what nice. um, which is what a Christmas story is based on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's that's going to be coming up. And Amanda and I are I have no idea what drink Amanda is going to be. Uh, I, I know that Gene Shepard was quite the drinker. So I'm a little <laughs> worried about that. She, Amanda was talking about like a drink with like three kinds of liquor in it. And I'm oh, like, wow. oh, yeah. So <laughs> this, this might not be a pretty one. Let me tell you people. Um, <laughs> definitely check this one out. <laughs> yeah. Check, check this one out. It's, it's It'll drop May 24th. We, we drop yes. our, uh, we drop all of our episodes on uh, the 24th of every month. So yeah. Nice. And uh, where can they find you on social media? They can find us. Um, well, you know what? Um, we don't have a whole lot of social media yet. I mean, we're only like four episodes deep. So yep. um, I, we certainly do post everything in um, on the uh, um, Tis the Podcast um, mm-hmm. uh, group. So we'll, we'll do that. And, um, you know, I, I got to talk to Amanda. We need to start like some kind of Instagram or, or something to, to publicize it a little better. But yeah. Right on. Yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, it's it's genius lit for Christmas <laughs> literature and also, you know, be it. We are lit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Such a great concept. <laughs> How did you, uh, I mean, why did you um, choose that? I'm just curious. Well, you know, um, Amanda and I've known each other for like close to 30 years and, and nice. we're both, we're both um, uh, survivors of uh, poetry MFA programs. Um, so gotcha. we're, we're both poets and we love talking about books and um and frequently when we zoom or talk with each other we're drinking at the same time and um <laughs> and and i thought you know and i've always wanted to do a christmas podcast mm-hmm. um and, you know because uh i i've i've been listening to christmas podcasts for probably 4 or 5 years now and i just suggested this to amanda um and uh, she was like yeah that sounds like fun and that's all i needed that's all i needed and uh uh, so I came up with this concept and, um, you know, the, the thing that I love about it is at, at the end, my favorite part of the whole thing is actually sitting down and writing something based mm-hmm. on that. That's, that's my favorite part, um, is coming up with a poem at the end of every podcast. They're not great poems sometimes, <laughs> you know, because you have to remember that we're about three drinks or four drinks deep, uh, by the time we get to that point. But, um, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. I love doing that. Right on. Definitely check them out. Uh, so much fun. Uh, Marty, thanks again. I, I, oh. I really appreciate it. It was, it was, a, I had a blast here. Thank you, Jerry. And <laughs> you know, again, the best thing about this is that my 12 year old son is going to think I'm really cool now because I'm on your <laughs> podcast. Right on. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and on that note, I'll end it by saying, though I've grown old, The bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're still able to hear the silver bell jingle every year, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. What do two poets who are Christmas geeks do when they get together? They get drunk, 
and argue about Yuletide Lit. It's time to get lit for Christmas. Join us as we open the liquor cabinet, grab a book off the shelf, and have a little boozy conversation about what warms our chestnuts and makes us holly and jolly. Find out the best screwdriver to scrooge with. Get the recipe for Gift of the Magi Mojitos. Enjoy a little Peppermint Patty Polar Express. Everyone's welcome at this party. It's time to do some Jingle Bell Jello shots and talk about the great, and maybe not so great, works of Christmas literature. Hurry up. The fireplace is roaring and Bing Crosby's crooning. We're two drinks in, and the spirits of Christmas past, present, and future are flowing. Grab a cup of cheer and find a place on the couch. It is time to get lit for Christmas.